Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, a truncated segment here, so I want to get right to it. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about former Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis. I want to start by playing for you a 19-second piece of audio which comes from an address made by Jim Mattis in Dallas in December of last year. While the president's there, the last thing we want to do is to have the former Secretary of Defense coming out saying, I disagree with a certain policy. Guess what? The president is still the commander-in-chief as elected by the American people, and the troops have to obey him. The last thing you want to do is have the troops saying, well, the former Secretary of Defense doesn't agree with that policy. The last thing you want to do is say that the former Secretary of Defense doesn't agree with that policy. A similar sentiment was communicated by Jim Mattis as he spoke here in Utah to a university at a commencement address of last year, or earlier this year that he was not appropriate to uh, speak out and criticize the president. Now, he said maybe once that president leaves office, it would be appropriate for him to step in and share some of his personal observations and views and feelings as to the demeanor and behavior of the president. That was the attitude of Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis. As you heard just now, last thing you want to do is criticize the president as he serves as commander-in-chief. That's what Mad Dog Mattis said on December 5th of last year. And now we are reading an essay published just days ago by the same former Secretary of Defense, Jim Mattis, which includes the following paragraph. It reads, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. Again, these are the words of former Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis. We are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. We can unite without him, drawing on the strengths inherent in our civil society. This will not be easy as the past few days have shown, but we owe it to our fellow citizens to past generations that, blend to, that bled to defend our promise and to our children. What do you think about that? What changed in Mattis's mind? From the time he departed the White House, uh, formerly serving as Secretary of Defense, he had been absolutely silent. In fact, any time anyone would push him to offer commentary on President Trump, he would repeat essentially the line I just played for you, that it was inappropriate. 
and that to cause that type of dissension and conflict uh, would be inappropriate, especially as the president continued to serve as the elected commander-in-chief over U.S. troops. Something changed in his mind. Something moved him to write this essay, which is getting attention across not only the country, but the world. The world is looking in. Let me read for you another paragraph from this essay drafted by Jim Mattis. He reads, Instructions given by the military departments to our troops before the Normandy invasion reminded soldiers that the Nazi slogan for destroying us was divide and conquer. Our American answer is, in union there is strength. We must summon that unity to surmount this crisis, confident that we are better than our politics. Now there are really two debates here. There is one surrounding whether or not you agree with former Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis that Donald Trump is as terrible as is communicated in this essay written by Mattis just recently. That's one debate to have. And then the other one is this. Is it appropriate for the former Secretary of Defense to speak out right now in this way? Does this unite or divide? I want to play for you again the attitude held by Mattis in December of last year. While the president's there, the last thing we want to do is to have the former secretary of defense coming out saying, I disagree with a certain policy. Guess what? The president is still the commander in chief as elected by the American people and the troops have to obey him. The last thing you want to do is have the troops saying, well, the former secretary of defense doesn't agree with that policy. I wonder how, after having holding that attitude, changing his mind, publishing this essay, I wonder how he thought the president might react. You know, there are probably few people on this planet who understand the reactions of the president like Jim Mattis, who worked so closely with him for a time while serving as Secretary of Defense. I wonder what he thought the president would do. If I was a a late-night talk show host doing the the, the stand-up funny bits, I'd probably say, oh, heads up, Mattis, a tweet's coming your way. Well, guess what? That's what happened. That's what happened last night. I'm sitting on the couch. I feel the phone vibrate. I pick it up and I read the following from Donald Trump. It says, probably the only thing Barack Obama and I have in common is that we both have had the honor of firing Jim Mattis, the world's most overrated general. Again, this is a tweet from Donald Trump last night. It's a two-parter. I'll continue. I asked for his letter of resignation and felt great about it. His nickname was Chaos, which I didn't like, and changed to Mad Dog. Second tweet, his primary strength was not military, but rather personal public relations. I gave him a new life, things to do, and battles to win. But he seldom, quote, brought home the bacon. I didn't like this leadership style or much else about him, and many others agree. Glad he is gone. It's so petty. It's so petty and so unnecessary. But, you know, one of the things I liked about when Jim Mattis was in the White House was I felt, well, there's an adult in the room. There's an adult in the room. How did Mattis not see this tweet coming? Of course he knew it was coming. And I think that the publication of that essay and the pairing of this tweet I've read for you now has served only to divide us more than it has to divide us, or unite us, rather. There are other responses, including uh, one from Senator Romney. He defended Mattis, saying General Mattis's letter was stunning and powerful. General Mattis is a man of extraordinary sacrifice. He's an American patriot. 
Senator Lisa Murkowski praised Mattis, saying, When I saw General Mattis's comments yesterday, I felt like perhaps we are getting to a point where we can be more honest with the concerns that we might hold internally and have the courage of our own convictions to speak up. Last comment I'll share comes from Senator Lindsey Graham, who uh, is not on the side of Mattis. I guess we don't have the Lindsey Graham clip. I apologize for that. But he appeared on Fox News saying that Mattis was buying into a false media narrative about the president. My time has expired. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go over some of the responses to a question I've been asking you throughout the day today, which is this. Are you comfortable going back to, quote, normal, going back to church, to school, to the mall, to the movies? We'll talk about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.